Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, give you permission to do what you desire. Make our minds, our hearts, our souls fertile soil that your word may bear great and abundant fruit in our life. Illuminate the scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The scripture passage, there's so much in here, so much in here. When Jesus is speaking about asking, you will receive, seek, and you will find, knock, and the door will be opened. I know many times that I've read this passage, and you've probably read this passage or heard this passage, and have been like, well, I mean, I've been knocking on that door, and my knuckles are bleeding, and it seems not to be opening. Are you just taunting me, Lord? Like, are you taunting me here? But when Jesus, again, he, he speaks again before of this, this level of persevering in prayer. And so I'm going to say a few different things about these passages, um, this passage, because they're, they're kind of all, they're connected together in this gospel. First, when we're, when we're crying out to the Lord, and we're asking something from him, which is the prayer of petition. At the, at the heart of it, we have to understand, and this is important, then they ask Jesus, teach us to pray. He says, when you pray, say this, Father. Which for us is like, okay, yeah, we've learned the Our Father since we could hear. If we grew up Catholic, if we grew up Christian, we've learned the Our Father since we could hear words and people were teaching us to pray. When Jesus says this to them, is a level of like revolution that's happening in prayer. Like we can call God, we can be that intimate with him, that we can call him Father. Because they, they see Jesus praying. And this is where this question arises. They see Jesus praying and they're like, they're all, they're all Jewish, they've been praying their whole life. He's doing something different than what we've been doing. So they go to him and they're like, Lord, hey, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? And how are you talking to them? Teach me that. Because I can see, I can see the effect and the impact that it has in his life. And they want it. And so he begins here. When you pray, when you pray, say, Father. There's so much that is just rooted in this reality of the nature of who God is. And then we fast forward. We fast forward to the Last Supper. We've said this, we'll say this over and over again in these scriptures. Or Philip is asking Jesus, he asks him, he says, Jesus, show us the Father and that will be enough. We can just hear in Philip's heart, 
You can hear this longing. He's like, you know what? Since we asked you to teach us to pray, I have been saying, Father. Like, I have been saying, Father. And there's been this deepening, but I know there is more. And that at least in his prayer, it has come to him that, like, like all I need to know is the Father that Jesus knows. Like, I see what is happening in his life. And that the prayer that he has taught me to pray, and I've been moved, that something in me it tells me, like, yes, everything in me wants nothing more than to know and to be in relationship with the Father that Jesus is in relationship with. Jesus, show us that. Show us that. Him. And that will be enough. And we hear, you know, Jesus is compassionate with their hard heads and their hard hearts and they're slow. He's like, fellas, have you not been with me for three years? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we, we have, we have. Yeah, I, I know this, right? I didn't have to ask you that. I knew that too. And if you have seen me, like if you want to see the Father, if you have seen me, then you have seen the Father. And so for us to have a, a right relationship in prayer, to even begin in prayer, we have to understand that who God is, and it is only Jesus who reveals him to us fully. And it is from that place of trusting in the Father that opens us up. Now here's the truth. We live in the, the world that is affected by original sin. And so our image of God has been distorted, and, and it, we will suffer with that until we are ultimately completely united with the Lord in heaven, and there's this healing and this renewal. But Jesus comes to reveal the Father, and he's telling us when you pray, hey, like, Father, like, Father, he, he loves you. Like, this is the grounding reality that you were loved by this Father, and, and all of us have fathers, whether we know them, or whether they have been generally good to us or not, none of them have been perfect for sure. And, and the truth is, is that Jesus reveals the truth of fatherhood. Not our own fathers. Our own fathers are, are called to give themselves, our own mothers are called to give themselves over to Jesus, to, to, to be configured more to the heart of Jesus, and to be a father and a mother to us in a way that is more like Christ. But they're imperfect, no matter how much they have given themselves. And so the paradigm to understand fatherhood is not our own fathers, but it is Jesus who reveals the heart of the true father. So if it is difficult for us, and we have suffered from either not knowing our Father or having difficulty with our fathers, or even good fathers, and there's been imperfections, that's just the reality of life, that we just bring that to the Lord in humility. Just bring it to Him. And we ask Him to show us again. And so then as we're asking, say, ask and you will receive, like knock and the door will be open, seek, and you will find. When it says, if, if even your fathers, right, who are wicked in all their various ways and imperfections, know how to good give, 
give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give what? Whatever you ask? No. Whatever you ask? No. The Holy Spirit. And you're like, I mean, what's the Holy Spirit going to do me if I don't have all A's? What's the Holy Spirit going to do me if my bank account is empty? Come on. It's because we do not know. Jesus tells the woman at the well. She comes there. She doesn't even know she's longing for him. And Jesus asks her for something to drink. She says, give me something to drink. She's like, whoa, like, why are you asking me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, not go on like a 40-minute tangent at the woman of the well because it's like so awesome, right? But then he just tells her this. If you knew the gift of God, like, but you don't know. But if you knew, you would ask me, ask me, ask me for a drink, and I would give you living water. And this, everybody who drinks from this well, everybody who drinks from this well is thirsty again. Every time we ask the Lord for something practical, which he wants us to ask him because he is a father, and we get it, we need more things. Hey, I want some money. Okay, thank you. Hey, I want the A. Okay, great. Oh, hey, I want a date with this girl. I want a date with this guy. Great. Okay, well, can I get another date? You know, like, there's, there's always more. It's never enough. But it's this living water of the divine life of God, which the Holy Spirit gives us, that we really want. And so sometimes when we don't receive what we want, What we're particularly asking for is because the Lord is trying to get us to thirst and hunger for the greater gift. If you knew the gift of God, then that is what you would ask him for. Show us the Father. Give us the living water. Give me the Holy Spirit. So tonight in mass and I want you all this week and the rest of your life ominously I'm saying this and the rest of your life okay to ask for the Holy Spirit like Father I want more of the life of the Holy Trinity in my soul and I want to know how much I want this how much I want you. And the Lord will always give it. Doesn't mean it's always going to come with the warm fuzzies. And again, when he, when he withholds, it's, it's like St. Augustine, he says to us, like when it seems like God's not answering our prayer, it seems like he's not answering our prayer, he says he seemingly withholds himself. He never actually withholds himself. He seemingly withholds himself to expand the heart, to purify the heart, to receive more of him. So, Lord, teach us to pray. Say, Father, trust that he is good. And if we don't have trust, then we say that. Don't pretend, okay? Don't pretend you have trust. Don't pretend you have faith. That's for the birds. It doesn't work. You say, hey, I don't have much faith, and I don't have much trust, and I'm supposed to think they're your loving Father. I don't, I don't right now, okay? But give me this. Give me this grace. Reveal this to me from a place of honesty 
and vulnerability. And this will set you on a journey of deepening prayer and communion with the Lord. Ask him. Ask him. Don't just think about it. Don't just think about, am I praying more? Am I praying better? Am I... You drive yourself crazy. Ask him. Tonight, we're asking him, show us the Father. Give us more of the Holy Spirit. Teach us to pray. Give me more of your divine life. And keep asking. And keep showing up. And keep being honest. And I promise you, the Lord answers this prayer. Because he is faithful. And he is a loving Father. Revealed to us through the heart of Jesus on the cross. Jesus was praying in a certain place and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father. For what father among you would hand his son a snake when he asked for a fish or hand him a scorpion when he asked for an egg? If you then who are wicked know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Thank you for listening. The ministry here at Christ the King is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit ctklsu.org.